Well, good morning, church. How's everybody ten days before Christmas? Where's your joy quotient? <laughs> I tell you, we started out with jingle bells today, and that my quotient just, I mean, that just, that did, I, I requested it. I did. Gary was resistant. He's not, he's not feeling the joy. Well, as uh, Stephanie and Ricky and the girls uh, did so well with uh, in the beginning, we turn our attention to joy this third Sunday of Advent. Um, this time of the year, we, we hear a lot about joy, uh, you know, a lot more than we do the rest of the year. We sing a lot about it as we have this morning. We see those three letters lit up in people's front yards and on top of buildings. We read scriptures about joy. But what is joy, really? Have you thought about that? How would you define it? How would you define joy? Some of you might say, well, Phil, that's easy, especially you ladies. Joy is the Hallmark Channel in December. How many of you, be honest, how many of you are tuning in to the Hallmark Channel these days? All right. Just come on. Some of you aren't coming off with it. Tuning in to that one script that they've made over 60 movies out of. Kim and Rachel love the Hallmark Channel. My mom, biggest Hallmark Channel fan on the face of the earth. When, when uh, U-verse didn't offer the Hallmark Channel, when mom was living with us, she made me call them and force them to give us the Hallmark Channel. It took weeks, but we were finally able to do it. So, man, we've been immersed in the Hallmark Channel um, for a long time. And those movies are on in our house in December 24-7. They're always playing in the background. Just a little confession this morning at the risk of losing my man card. Man, I've been drawn into those movies lately. I really have. It's It's been amazing. One thing I've noticed is that they really are all the same story, just with different actors on slightly different sets. And a lot of them are the same actors in different stories. They all follow the same formula. Some Somebody from the big city and somebody from a small town meet or they reunite for the holidays, they go through some relational ups and downs, and then everything always ends happily ever after on Christmas Day around a meal. Always. And Hallmark is making a mint. I mean, they're printing money off of this formula. Why do you think people are so drawn to that? Because real life ain't like that. Real life is not that predictable. And we long for the fairy tale. We long for every story in our lives to come to a beautiful conclusion. But man, this side of heaven, life's more complicated than that. 
There is no script that guarantees joy in your life. There is no script that guarantees happiness in your life. Not even Disney can guarantee the most magical and the happiest place on earth cannot guarantee happiness or joy. Why is that? And Stephanie's already stolen my thunder. Because joy is a what? It's a choice. Joy is a choice. No matter where the script of your life takes you, joy is a choice. Whether that relationship works out or whether it doesn't. Joy is a choice when life takes a turn and that beautiful conclusion that you'd always hoped for is nowhere in sight. Joy doesn't take its cues from circumstance. It rises from within. Joy is a choice that we make to reveal the character of Christ in us. Happiness. Disney's happiness is based on happenings. It's based on circumstances going your way. Joy. The kind of joy that Jesus brought is immune to circumstance. And it waits to be chosen by each of us, regardless of the situation that we're in. Joy is always, always accessible. The beautiful thing about Christmas is this. Because of Christmas... Because Christ came, you can choose joy no matter where the script of your life takes you. Amen? And some of you need to pause right now. Right here. Just ten days before Christmas. You need to take a deep breath this morning. And choose joy. It's entirely up to you. It's accessible. He's given us the capacity to experience it. No matter what's going on in our lives, it's up to you. It's up to me to choose it. And my challenge to you this morning is to choose joy. Joy is a decision not to be under the circumstances but to rise above them. Announcing the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, the angel said this. Ricky just read it. Do not be afraid. Man, fear creeps into our lives so easily this time of the year. So many pressures. So busy. So many dynamics that we don't typically experience the rest of the year. It's easy to be afraid. But the angel says to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great what? Joy. That will be for all people. All people. The joy Jesus brings is a joy that supersedes circumstance. It's so hard for us to get our minds around that when we're going through stuff. To be able to choose the joy that Jesus offers in the midst of that, and and find some peace 
in the midst of turmoil. Some of you are going through some tough stuff right now. And you go, how am I going to find joy when this is going on? How am I going to find any peace in my life when everything seems to be coming apart at the seams? I love Kay Warren, Rick Warren's wife. She wrote a book on joy after her son committed suicide. And she, in that book, gave a definition of joy that I'll never forget. And and this was her definition of joy. She said, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life. Joy is the quiet confidence that ultimately everything's going to be all right. Joy is the determined what? Choice to praise God in all things. Write that down. Take a picture of that screen. Hold on to that understanding, that definition of joy. Because many times we throw that word around in a shallow way and we don't really know what it means. But joy lies in the choice that each of us have to praise God, to give Him the glory in all things, to trust God in the midst of it all. I've never seen a better definition of joy than that. Let me ask you something. If that's joy, do you have it this Christmas? Joy is a journey. (laughs) It's not a destination this side of heaven. Joy is a journey for all of us. It's not something that that we have and that we hold. It's something we must choose. To choose Christ afresh and anew each and every day. It's a choice to die to self and to live for Christ. And so this morning, what I want to do with our time together is I want to look at the story or part of the story of Mary and Joseph as it leads up to Jesus' birth. And I want to talk about a few things that get in the way of our joy. A few things that keep us from choosing joy. And so I want to talk about three barriers to joy in our lives. The first barrier is this. Clinging to your own script. Clinging to your own script. And how many of you have figured out that life is not a Hallmark movie? And when we demand that life goes our way and we cling to that script, I can tell you by experience, joy is hard to come by. God has a way of rewriting our scripts in ways that we could never have imagined. Amen? How many of you can testify to that reality? Man, I never pictured myself here. I had no idea this would turn out this way. This wasn't my plan. I'm sure Mary and Joseph had a vision for where their lives together were headed. They were young. They were in love. They'd just gotten engaged or betrothed, as it were, in their day. 
They had plans. They had a script in their heads of where this thing was going. A direction. A destination in mind. How many of you who've been married a long time had a destination in mind that you have yet to arrive at? How many of you have plans that didn't really come to pass and you had to make some adjustments along the way? Man, that's life. Mary and Joseph had a script, certainly. These young folks in love. Don't we all? Or didn't we all? But all that would change for Mary when, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Just put yourself in her shoes. I mean, she's barely a teenager at this time. We, we read and we see these stories so often this time of the year, and they come in one ear, go out the other, and we sanitize them, but, but seldom do we put ourselves in that place, in those shoes. And so Mary, this 14-year-old-ish girl, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That's anxiety-provoking in and of itself for an angel just to show up right there in front of you like that. I mean... Imagine her, what is going on? Mary was greatly troubled at his words, to say the least, and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. In other words, she said, what is happening here? But the angel said to her, don't be afraid. Always the angel says, don't be afraid. Because when an angel shows up and speaks to you, your natural reaction is to what? Be afraid. So the angel prefaces everything. Hey, chill out. Don't be afraid. It says, Mary, you found favor with God. Okay, good. Um, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary naturally says, how will this be since I am a virgin? Great question. <laughs> the angel answered, well, let me explain it to you. Okay, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. What does that mean? I mean, can you, you think about it. Wait a minute. I mean, is this what, what, what's this going to look like? And so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And Mary's barely a teenager. She's got her whole life in front of her. When out of nowhere, her script gets rewritten. Anybody ever felt that way? 
You ever felt like, man, I, I, I don't know how this happened, man. My, it's like my life just got hijacked. And you wish it were going in the direction that you had planned. Mary says, man, wait a minute, God. This is not how I envisioned my life. And in that moment, when the angel leaves her, Mary has a choice. And in that moment for us, when we feel like everything has changed and my destination has changed, my journey has changed, my plans have changed, and I didn't want them to, we have a choice. Mary could have said no. She could have. She said, I'm not doing this, man. Joseph and I, we got plans. We're getting married. We got actually we got a five year plan. We're going to buy a house, beautiful house. We're going to get a dog and a cat. And then we're going to have a child. And so, uh-uh, God, uh-uh. We're sticking to our script. And thank God Mary didn't do that. Let me ask you something this morning. Where are you clinging to your idea of how your life should look and your expectation of the parts Everyone else should play in it. Are you with me? Where are you clinging to your script and refusing to let go? Man, the more we do that, the more we expect others to do the same, the more elusive joy will be in our lives. And I speak from experience. I've been there. I still go there. When I want it my way, and I refuse to let go and let God have His way, and then I demand that other people follow my plan. It's a miserable place to be. It's a joyless place to be. But instead of demanding her way, Mary surrendered to God's way. As crazy as all this was, I mean, un, beyond unprecedented, no human being could have come up with this idea. Only God. And Mary says in verse 38, Man, I, I'm, 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 I'm your servant. I'm the Lord's servant. I don't understand all this. I don't get it. I know it's you, God, because you sent this angel as a representative. So may it be to me as you have said. I'm in. It wasn't my plan. Not the direction I wanted to go. i got to break this to Joseph. But may it be to me, as you have said, joy is found when we surrender our plans to God's purpose. Have you done that? Just let go. When we're willing to let go of our own script and trust His, that's where joy is found. The first barrier to joy is refusing to do that. The second barrier to joy is fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety. And that tends to ramp up this time of the year. The reality is you cannot be fearful and joyful at the same time. Distress is the opposite of delight. 
Can you imagine, especially ladies, guys, we don't even pretend to imagine this. Can you imagine how incredibly stressful that first Christmas was for Mary? Can you even imagine? I mean, it makes Black Friday at Walmart look like a walk in the park. That was a joke. Joyful Sunday. Man, the first Christmas wasn't a clean nativity scene. We sanitized the whole thing today. and We missed so much of it. Mary was, again, around 14 years old. They got married early in those days because the average life expectancy was in the mid-30s. So if you're going to have children, raise children, you've got to get started early. She was this single girl, betrothed but not married. A betrothal was a legal commitment in the Jewish realm in that day. It was a year-long commitment where the relationship was not consummated prior to getting married. And she was pregnant. Think about that. Among a people and a law that condemned that. Who's going to believe that God was the Father I mean, who's going to believe that? There was surely ridicule. There was surely shame heaped on not just Mary, but Joseph during that time. And then just a few days before Mary is due, the census is held. And she has to ride 80 miles on a donkey. Like three days before your due date. Eighty miles on a donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. That's like riding a donkey from here to Athens. She finds no vacancies in Bethlehem when she gets there. She gives birth in a cave, essentially, that shelters animals. There's no mother present with her. There's no midwife there. There's no sister. There's no aunt. There's nobody there but Joseph. And you know he was no help. (laughs) I have first-hand experience with that deal. As Kim grabbed me by the... I'm sorry. I mean, I did experience some stress. I mean, didn't touch the hem of the garment of what you were going through, but, I mean, I I was there... So I say all that to say this, man, this story is wrought with incredible stress, fear, and anxiety if you place yourself in their shoes. And yet Mary never turned back. It's it's like it just gets harder and harder and harder for her to follow God's plan for her life. And yet she never bailed. She stuck it out and she continued to move forward. She chose faithfulness. She trusted God and accepted His plan even though it led her into the most stressful situations imaginable. God's plan doesn't always take us to Disney. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite I found in my life. God's plan for me, God's plan to grow me, God's plan to change me, has taken me through some of the most difficult things 
that I could have ever imagined. That's more the rule than the exception when it comes to following God's plan for your life. And that's where we get messed up. That's where we bail. That's where we turn around. Well, how could God have this in mind for me? Can you imagine what Mary could have said and what Mary could have thought? What do you mean? I mean, this is God's child born in a cave. It's God's way, and we see that through the Scripture. Mary would experience that all the way from this moment as Jesus was born in this cradle all the way to the cross as a mother when she watched her son take his last breath. You know, it's been said that joy lies in the fight. Joy lies in the attempt, in the suffering involved, not just in the victory itself. And we got a lot to learn when it comes to that in this country, in this culture of comfort. If I'm not comfortable, I'm not joyful. Biblically, the two don't equate. And we see that in this journey. Where do you need to remember that this morning? God's plan often takes us to different places, difficult places, places where we must choose faith over fear. And when we do that, when we choose to trust God when it's hard, and some of you need to do that today, to trust Him in the fight, to trust Him in the suffering. But when we do that as Mary did, man, we're choosing joy. What are you anxious about this Christmas? What are you fearful of this morning? Maybe it has to do with your finances. Maybe it has to do with your family. It just always turns out to be a mess when everybody gets together, comes around. You know, everybody tries to hide that, but that happens so often, maybe more often than not. It's just a challenge. Maybe it's your health. Maybe you've gotten some news recently that uh, is disturbing. Maybe it's your job. That that things aren't stable there. That that, that this new year doesn't have the hope in it that you had hoped for. Whatever it is. (laughs) Choose as Mary chose. Whatever it is. Choose as Mary chose. Choose to accept God's plan even when you don't understand. Stand. Choose joy. Choose the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of your life. Choose the quiet confidence that ultimately it's all going to work out. Choose the determined decision to praise God. Even now. In all things. Fear and anxiety. It's a barrier to joy. And the final barrier to joy that I want to share with you this morning is a tough one. Resentment. Resentment. As family and friends come together for Christmas, resentment can gather as well. Hurts that have not been healed. Forgiveness that has not been granted. 
can be tough. Things that run deep. Things that have hurt you to the core. Things that you carry. A bitterness that pushes joy out of your life. Someone once said this. Said you can be bitter or you can be blessed, but you can't be both. There's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. It depends on what you're holding on to the most. What you're choosing the most. I found that to be true in my own life. Bitterness starves the soul of joy. Where do you need to forgive this Christmas? Where do you need to release somebody? Where do you need to quit carrying it? And give them a clean slate the same way Jesus gave you a clean slate. And that's what Christmas is all about. That's joy. But that's hard. And that's why many people carry it around for an entire lifetime. Billions of people have gone to their grave bitter. And it rises from resentment. It rises from an unwillingness to forgive. To forgive. I don't say it lightly. I don't say it tritely. It is perhaps the most difficult thing in the world to do. I mean, God sent His Son to this earth to die on a cross to pay the price for our sin. That's how difficult it was to forgive us. And so we can only imagine the difficulty involved in us forgiving others. Joseph had every reason to resent Mary. I was thinking about that this week. It's like, man, let's see this thing from Joseph's perspective. He had every reason to be bitter about her choice. The angel came to her first. And she chose to move forward. May it be to you, as I have said. Joseph like, What? could have been bitter about the impact that that decision of Mary would have had on him. Becoming pregnant during their engagement when he knew he hadn't touched her. Being told that the father's initials were H.S. That's all I know. And that his fiancée was somehow carrying the Son of God. Think about that. Yeah, it's the Savior of the world, Joseph. Come on. Joseph's script, his idea of what his life was going to look like, shredded right there. His dreams, his plans, hijacked by the Holy Spirit, by God Himself. What do you do with that? Well, a lot of people become bitter toward God because of that. Countless people resent God, become bitter toward God, because life doesn't go their way. His first reaction was to stick to his script. If you go to the first chapter of Matthew, the Scripture says this, Because Joseph was a righteous man, he was a good guy, but 
This is a wild thing even for a good guy. And Joseph was a righteous man and he did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace. So he had in mind just to divorce her quietly. Let's just put an end to this thing. You know, um, I love you. And this is a mess. And I'm just going to have to walk away. But after he had considered this, okay, God, God had some, some, some influence and some words for him. After he had considered divorcing her, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, confirming what she had told him. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph couldn't have remotely understood what was happening here. But he didn't shame Mary. And he didn't walk away from her. He didn't resent her. He extended grace and moved forward with her in faith. Where do you need to do that this Christmas? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to release so both of you can move forward? Let go of your script. Cast your cares, your fears, your anxiety on Him. Forgive as you have been forgiven. And this Christmas, may the Lord restore unto you the joy of His salvation. Let's pray. Father, these are, these are hard truths. Not just carols we sing not just decorations that we put up, Lord, but a joy that was hard-bought by Your Son. A joy that has overcome this world, even in the midst of the trouble surrounding us. A joy that we can choose because of what Jesus has done for us because of His birth, because of His perfect life, a sinless life that enabled Him to be the perfect sacrifice for us. We thank You for the price that was paid on our behalf. Jesus' death on the cross, ultimately His resurrection, that we truly can choose joy. That joy is just a choice away. And Father, I pray for those this morning who are in that place of struggle that we all find ourselves from time to time. Lord, that place of not understanding why life has gone the way it's gone. Those who are at a place they never thought they'd be. Father, I pray that You would give them, You would give each of us the capacity 
to choose the joy that resides in us if we know Christ. And Lord, this day, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you will never know true joy. And my prayer is that you would surrender your life first and foremost to Him. I pray that in His powerful name. Amen.